You're listening to the Crusaders cast. I host Al Madio of Crusaders and on the Apes. And so I'm sitting with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. This is your boy, Omega. Welcome to a brand new comic, Crusaders Podcast. And today, we have a return guest. That's dope project. We've seen him before. He was talking all about Mr. McGregor. That's right. Tech McGregor. All right? The dope is the most violent combo character out there. Now, I'm going to play him, but He cool. He chilling. He, he indie. And guess what? It's fire. But guess what? I got my man back today because he has a new new story about a tank out there that's currently on Kickstarter. And you know what, folks? We got to put our, our bank behind this. I know it's tax season, money coming in, everybody's pay week. Don't be lying. All right? We got this firebook from this amazing creator. I'm going to be showing some dope stuff. Like, you know, we're going to be learning about what he did before. Lessons learned. The new project. This amazing comic book creator, writer of the one, the only, Mr. Reynaldo Garza. How you doing? How hey, you man, doing? how's it going? Thanks for having me. Nah, brother, I've seen you. Well, I've been seeing you on the interwebs. I've been seeing you doing your thing. I've been seeing you kicking ass and marketing it and, and telling us about this awesome book, not just the last book, but this dope new project out now. On Kickstarter for people ready to fund. So, you know, for people that, oh, wait, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me put you on that main screen because that is some some screen porn right there. Look at that beautiful looking book. Wait. Look, let me see the side of that. Oh, look at it. And it's thick too. Oh, my God. It's it, very thick. Look at that. Girls is a very thick book. If you like them thick. It's got girths. Yeah, a lot of girls. Wepa, yo, mio. All right. Ray. Talk about it. Let's get into it. For people unfamiliar with yourself, you know, and if they if they are unfamiliar, shame on them. But let's get them up to date. Let them know who you are, where you hail from, and what is who and what is Tech McGregor. Yeah, so uh, my name is Reynaldo Garza. I am originally from Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. I'm currently residing in Austin, Texas. I am a commercial director, and as a hobby, I make comic books, although I'm trying to flip that so I could be like, as a hobby, I make commercials, and as a job, I make comic books, but it's not there quite yet. I am the creator of Tank McGregor. You can see more Tank McGregor at the website, which has been flashing right now, tankmcgregor.com. Tank McGregor is a comic book about an intergalactic bounty hunter who just goes on adventures. He's a kick-ass mofo, sort of based on the action heroes from the 80s and 90s that I used to watch growing up. You know, he's sort of like a no-nonsense, shoot first, ask questions later kind of guy. Yeah, and I... Um, hey, if you finished. shoot first, how can you ask questions later? <laughs> That's why it's so ridiculous. But you can shoot that at the kneecaps and still ask questions. You don't have to kill the guys. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. man. That's <laughs> nah, fine. And yeah, so I'm on my second book right now, Tank McGregor. I finished my first book a few years ago, and I just recently finished Volume 2, which you can support today on Kickstarter. All right, so... Talk about lessons learned from that project, because you know you you were here a while back when when the, when the first YM was out there working. You know what what did you learn from that project that you're applying to this brand new one before we start showing it off? So much, man. I mean, in terms of the creation of the actual book, 
layers. When I drew the first one, I didn't really separate anything into layers in the software. So it was all like on the same layer, if that makes any sense. So when it came time to promote it and actually like extract bits of art from the book, I couldn't separate bits of art from like, say, the, the word bubbles or the text. So it just looked uh-huh. really messy. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't just like show up like, hey, look at my art. Like the art had all this like text on it, you know. So yeah. this time around, I realized I have to like bring everything up in layers so I can separate and manipulate everything in a better, more easy way. I learned more about the colors. And the first time I did it, I sent it out to a colorist and he returned with like the amazing colors from, the, from book one. But I wasn't sure for as much direction as I gave him. I wasn't sure what he was going to come back with. Now, when I was drawing the second book, I knew how he worked. So I knew like, oh, this is going to be really rad for him to color or this is going to be really cool for him to do. So oh. I was, I felt more free and more like more creative in like my setups and my, my locations. And I'm like, well, oh, he's going to have a blast with this one, you know, things like that. How, how did you figure that out though? You know, how did you notice that that was something you needed to work on from the first project to this one? Well, because in the first one, I would not think about, say, setting, right? So I would, like, establish where I was at in the scene. But then when people would be talking and their actions and everything, I didn't really have any backgrounds. I, I just had, like, the foreground characters doing their actions. And once the colors came back, I realized that it looked really empty in a way that it didn't when it was black and white. When it was black and white, I was just like, oh, the art's cool. When the colors came back, suddenly the page looked empty because it was just flat colors you know so going into this time i was able to better see my my panels where i needed to have a bit of background you know i need to establish what angle we're at now is this a low angle high angle i'm going to be seeing the ceiling in the back am i going to be seeing what you know so it it opened my mind more to what's behind the frame and stuff like that so when you're working on that how how, how did you navigate that then that learning curve how, how did you learn to to fill in those areas where you felt, you know, how did you feel about it, you know, as you were doing it? Figure it uh, out. I felt, I definitely felt better. I mean, I, I started paying attention more to other comic books by fellow creators that I know here in Austin and also by professional, none of these guys aren't professionals, they're all professionals, but by more <laughs> established like comic creators and just reading all their stuff and seeing when they choose to be very detailed in their backgrounds and when they choose to hold off on the detail, you know, and it matters a lot. Where you want the eye to go depends on what you have in the background and whether you have your foreground, you know, with thicker lines, thinner lines, you know. So it was just, it was a learning curve. And really, I just learned by doing, man. I just started drawing this sucker. And then from page one yeah. to page 175. You're I kidding just, me. You're a tease, bro. I keep seeing that. Damn, I want to read that. That's a little thing right there. Smoke a blunt in the back and just, get, just see what tech. Oh, my God. Look at those vibrant colors, folks. What a tease! What a tease! This, this is oh, what they know about us, yo. RG man, listen, folks. Yeah, if there was a comic book strip tease club, uh, I think Ray would be right in there, just you know, flashing pages, look, 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 and look away. Like you know, for a dollar, <laughs> for a dollar, you can see another page. <laughs> Manny, how dare you? So, talk about the story then. That that from this last book to this new. Tell me when did this new story develop in your head before I start showing off the goodness in this awesome intro video, folks, you got to check out for the campaign. We'll talk about the seeds of the story. When does this develop in your head for you to continue tank story? 
the stories started coming out almost immediately after I finished the first one. So uh, Tank McGregor and the Mechanical Menace was the first book. And that book, Tank McGregor is down on his luck, bounty hunter, hunting down a sex robot, you know? So it was a pretty <laughs> self-contained story. And once I finished it, I was tired and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I don't think I'll do another comic. Within the week, I was like, oh, I have a pretty good idea. And I just started, you know, kind of like formulating, like letting it brainstorm in my head. And I had a title. I knew I wanted the word Colossus in the title for some reason. I just felt like, now I want to make it big. I want to just challenge to be colossal. Something Colossus. And the title originally for a long time was The Gentleman Colossus. Because it just felt kind of irreverent and weird to me. I ended up on Cosmic Colossus because it was a lot more sci-fi. But, you know, once I had the title... Then I knew I wanted it to deal with like gods and religions and the 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 clashing of religion with science, you know, and like what would win out and how a tank fits into all of it. A guy who's just very like neutral with the whole thing, you know, he just wants another job. So it just kind of like went from that. And I didn't have a finished script. I just kind of went very organically and I knew what scenes I wanted and I knew where it was going to end. And I was kind of letting it happen. And it was beneficial and detrimental to the whole process. Beneficial because I was pretty free to be as crazy and wild as I wanted. Detrimental because after a while, I realized that I kept writing myself into corners and I had to back out and basically delete a bunch of pages that I'd done because they were leading me to areas that I couldn't continue. You know, I had to let it guide it a little better. Okay. Um, you know, so, as it. I gotta ask you, because you're saying the classic, like, do you consider yourself a religious man or are you a science man or are you in the, in the middle? What, yeah, that's, a like? deep, that's a deep question, but I think I, I let it all out in this book. I mean, obviously I go both ways. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not against, well, I would like to say that I'm a spiritual person, but not so much a religious person. How about that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand that. I understand. Listen, Latinos understand that a hundred. You know, espiritual contra religioso. There's definitely a big difference there. Let me know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, uh, and obviously, um, I mean, I am big believer of science and all that. Um, in the book, I sort of have Tang McGregor. I mean, science fiction. You know, it's all science. In there. Yeah. So in the book, Tang McGregor, he encounters the the society that is almost completely based on a theological society. They're all religious, you know, and the thing they hire him for is they want him to find their God because in this society of, and it's these people, these green alien looking people right here, um, their society, they worship a literal God that they keep in their basement. Basically, you know, they, they have the body of their God in their, in their underground. And at one point somebody steals the body so they hire Tank to go find their God. And they're like, you have to go find our God. So it becomes like this sort of ridiculous premise, but it, it does have like undertones ah. of like theolo- yeah. theology and philosophy uh, and asks a lot of weird, deep questions wrapped right. around this like crazy sci-fi story, you know? Why am I thinking about this is like weekend Bernie's, but with God? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's a great analogy. This just sounds funny. You know, you, you folks, you know, we're talking about teasing, you know, I'm opening the campaign. Look at that. We got the video ready to go, folks. Check out this dope uh, video about the campaign. Get a little familiar. We're going to start getting more teasers, more insight into the campaign and where Ray's mind is going to because this man is a sicko, but the type of sicko that we need in our lives today, folks. 
Food entertainment, baby. Check it out. Tech McGregor Kickstarter. Be nice to hear player. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. I love that video. That was hysterical. <laughs> great, great job. Man, That's funny. Better, actually. Oh, where that's your bro? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan. So what? Is he a comic book fan or were you just torturing? Yeah, no, he's a comic book fan. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, likes. he also so likes. What's his name? Angel. Angel Garza. Angel Isaac Garza. Yeah. There we go. Big shout out to Angel. Great job on the on the video. You made me laugh. You're hysterical, bro. When are we gonna When are we gonna see the Garza Brothers movie line now? <laughs> it's actually already out, man. We we both made a movie back in 2009, I think. A Stop lying! What? Yeah, Wait dude, uh, a Give me the name right now because I got to watch this today. You can watch the trailer online, but you, you can't really find that movie. You can't find that movie anywhere, really. It's, Send that shit to me, bro. Come on, bro. Let, let me check it out, bro. Don't tease me like that. It's called it's called Anywhere, Texas. So like, if it were to say like Anywhere, comma, TX. And uh, it was just a, I mean, I mean, I made a movie when I was like, shit, man, what was I? I was like 27. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> it's all right. This about the journey is the journey, you know, and, and you know, you're going to take over the industry eventually. Don't you worry, especially with, with this type of humor. You're making it fun. It's mixed. I mean, talk about this. I mean, let me also bring up the Kickstarter on the page now and scroll down. I mean, Talk about the, this artwork, man, you know, the team building the story. You know, you say that you developed this from the moment that the last project um, ended. So, you know, how, how, how quickly were you able to put this together? Because you're showing me a finished book already on hand while we still have a live Kickstarter, folks, with 47 backers, five days to go. Come on, people. I mean, out of a thousand dollar go there, eight, eighteen hundred. Baby, but we gotta get more out of that, a whole lot more with five days to go. So talk about it, man. I mean, how quickly did you start like making this go from the last project, bro? Yeah, like I said, I started almost immediately, and from beginning to end, from the moment I put pencil to paper or digital and finished the last word, it was like three years, like two and a half to three years. What? Yeah, man, it took a while. Um, and and that includes like times when I wouldn't draw for like a weeks you know i would just get like lost or or i i wasn't feeling it or everything that i would do just didn't come out right or, or i was stuck in the right. story you know I, I couldn't crack it let me stop you there just for a moment because that's something that i think that a lot of creative people you know face right those those those, mm -hmm. those lapses those moments where fuck i don't ugh, i'm gonna stop how, how 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 did you overcome that you know how did you overcome those moments to continue pushing on you you have to let go. You have to like stop and not freak out that you are stopping. You gotta like occupy your mind with other things, and then like the the writer's block will stop. 
honestly. Like it'll come to you when you're in the shower, when you're playing a video game. At random moments you'll like, have that aha, like, oh shit, like that's how I like wrap this into that, you know? Now what what based on what you said, I'm picturing one of two scenarios. You either fling in your, your controller, oh my god, I have an idea, I need a pen, or you're running out the shower naked, not mattering who the hell is in the house. I have an idea. Tell me that happened. Uh, <laughs> 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 that is a story. Both of those, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, know I, little, I, I, I got my notepad and my phone, man. So it's on me at all times. So whenever I get a, an idea or figure something out, <laughs> I know I gotta I gotta write it down because I will forget. Uh, yeah, listen, but I hear you, man. You know, can you admit that you talk to yourself then? You know, when you create a hundred percent. I talk to myself all the time when I'm driving, when I'm there's no one around. I'll have entire like fights. Like not with myself, but like I'll like fight with like I like fight with like a fictional person, like while I'm driving in the car, right. like imagining how that fight will go, and like I end up winning or whatever. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. I heard that's a symptom of like ADHD people. I have never oh, been what? diagnosed. I don't. I don't know if I have it, but apparently people with ADHD talk to themselves a lot in the car. Well, if that's the case, then shit, I must be suffering that motherfucker hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so talk about what Tank is really up to, man. Like, yo, last episode, oh, man, look at this. Woo, look at these pages, bro. Bro, talk about, I, I think you love it up for real. I mean, I'm looking oh, man, at thanks. a particular page right here. I mean, it's artsy. It's so artistic. Like, what the hell is this, bro? That's a planet-sized, well, they're inside a planet-sized supercomputer that just knows everything about everything. And that computer, I figure eventually at some point, it started stretching its face out to look more human because it wanted to look human. But that's the administrator of the of the, of the planet. They basically go there because they need to figure some shit out. And this planet knows everything. So they have to go ask it directly. The only caveat is that this computer guy, he'll only answer you if you tell him something he doesn't know. So he knows everything. But if you tell him something he doesn't know, he'll answer your question. You know, it's sort of like a give and take. So that's where that conflict lives. Okay. I got to ask you, as a writer, you know, a sci-fi guy and all, why do humans always assume that whatever creature we see elsewhere will always try to look human? Are we that egotistical? <laughs> you know, maybe. But I misspoke, actually. Uh, I kind of leave it open. I'm sure, because I myself not sure, really. Maybe he used to be human. And that's oh, just the way he evolved. He started oh. putting mechanical stuff on himself, or maybe he was on a computer that decided to look more human. In the comic, I kind of like leave it open to interpretation. So it's whatever it. you want it to be. In my head, I think he used to be human, and he just started like adding more shit to himself. And the only thing that remained was his face, and just kind of stretched it out. Oh man, poor guy! I hate. And look at bro, man, where did you come up with? With the designs, the, the colors. I mean, look at this thing over here. This just looks horrible. Reminds me of Starship Troopers. For <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah, well, that I must have been reading like a lot of H.P. Lovecraft at the time that I drew that because I had like giant cosmic tentacle monsters in the brain. I, mean, I gotta have my yeah. cosmic tentacle monster in this thing, man. So yeah, so I just drew it, and I don't think I gave. Michael Woods is my colorist. I don't think I gave him direction on what to draw. I, I, I may have even told him to make it green. I, I don't think, but he chose that color because he he saw it better that way. 
and he did he did a good job, man, because he it's got like this weird pink fleshy color, you know, it looks gross. It does, man. That mouth, man, not something that's appealing. And then look at this over here in space. We got planets blowing up or whatever, rocks. I mean, violence galore. I mean, but you do everything on the book, bro? Yeah, I did everything except the coloring. Dude, bro. So this lettering is you right there. Yeah. Fire, bro. I love I love good lettering, man. Look at that. Yes, man. I appreciate it. That Fuck. page took a long time, man. Actually, oh, that one took even longer. It's what the fuck is going on here, son? The battle scene, man. Whoa! It's like the not a big spoiler, but the big climatic battle scene. You know that I, want, I knew I wanted like a two-page spread of just like a giant battle where you can like go back to it every time you read the book or every time you maybe not even read the book. You want to go back to those two-page spread and just watch it, just see everything, and like find something new each time. You know, it's a bunch of little like hints and Easter eggs of everything in there. But uh, I don't know if you ever remember reading like 300, the Frank Miller 300. He'd have these like giant battles with like Spartans and just like a bunch of Spartans and it'd be chaotic. It's like, I'm, I'm, I want that. So I try to emulate that. That's what came out. Yo, how, how long did this page take you, bro? That one took me three days, I believe. Oof, oof. And I put a time lapse on my Instagram so you can see me like go like from one guy to oh, another. Right, so people can view you, you draw this on Insta. Yeah. Yeah, dope, yeah, Dope, 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 dope. Oh, and who's, who's shorty right there with the green hair? Oh, that's so. Uh, in the book, her name is Sin. That is actually a variant cover by the very talented Reese Jenkins, uh, mm-hmm. who is currently writing a book called Deuces Are Wild. That's the name okay. of his book. And his, his art is just spectacular. So, like, I called him up and I was like, hey man, would you be interested in doing a variant cover for Tang McGregor? And I gave him the book so he could read it. And he's like, yes, absolutely. He just asked what he came up with, man. He did a great fucking job. So that's one of the rewards on the Kickstarter. You can get the book with his variant cover on it. Beautiful. Yeah, talking about rewards, there you go. Can I play, Daddy? For for yeah, you could play for 10 bucks. You get that digital copy, baby. I mean 170 plus bases, yo. Yo, dude. 170 really bro i mean for ten dollars that i think is the fucking deal of the goddamn century thank you thank you ray that the 176 pages is the deal of the century for ten dollars honest to god so i mean twenty dollars bro what for twenty dollars you get 176 page graphic novels i've seen comic books that are 80 pages go for $20 to get double that, folks. Double that. Yo, this is why you gotta love indie, baby. Woo! Indie comic, baby. 20 bucks, you get digital and a physical. Yo, dude, that's insane. Why are you doing these crazy raid prizes? It's like crazy raids in the house, bro. I mean, what's the <laughs> deal, bro? Man, I, think, I, I honestly think that's what's fair. I mean, like, I want people to read it. I want people to, I want to put it in people's hands. I want to make it as easy as possible for people to say, yes, I can afford that. Yes, I can take that, you know? So for just $20 and you can have, like you said, 175 pages. I am crazy. That's insane. Beautiful. And again, if you want to start digging into variants because you got to speculate as you got the fans, you know, that's 30 bucks. So again, but you're getting a physical in the digital, which means that you get that physical copy if you don't want to smell the ink, even though I, I think you should. 
then you can keep it packed up, you know, and read that digitally and enjoy the madness of the mind of Senor Garza right here, all right? You know, you could bring in both volume one and two. For, wait a minute. Why, for $38, I'm getting both physicals? Stop lying. Yeah, man. If you missed out on the first book, oh. you want to catch up, you know, you can read the first book and the second book and get them both for just $38. Wait a minute. So how many pages is the first book? 125 or 122. Once, Yo, yeah. folks, folks, do you hear this? You're getting 300 pages of comics in total for $38. That shit is insane, yo. And yep. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yo, thank you. That's like 10 cents a page and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yo, yeah. yo, bro, for real, thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's that's an amazing deal. That's a lot of hot books. Think about this. Honestly, man, like I've always been more interested in, in people reading it and telling me what they think than actually, to be honest, than actually making any money on this. I, I, I knew straight up I wasn't going to make a lot of money. Like, Ray, this is why you're going to get blessed, Ray. The gods are with you, Ray. Trust you me, they will be with you. That That's wonderful. I think that I have never seen any value like that. In my 341 podcast, did you my 341st? In oh, my nice. podcast, I've never heard anyone offer that much content, content for that price value. I think that's value. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. I mean, you I'm, heard it here first. I'm, I'm totally impressed. I think that's an amazing price point to get that much content. You know, you, you can't really walk into a, sh a shop nowadays and get that much content for that and walk out with that much content. So that, that, that's great. independent, folks. This is what I'm telling you, you know, please support. So not now, if you guys want to get some serious and we start getting some art prints, more collectibles, $53, I am death incarnate. Jesus Christ, can't over it, bro. Que paso? <laughs> um, that's actually, I don't know, if, like not a lot of people get this because no one's commented on it. I think it was very clever. The tier names are just like the difficulty names for the game Doom. Oh, or, oh my or, God! Or, no, or, I just or, recently, or, bro, I just recently spoke to John Romero. Really? Doom, yeah. Oh he man, has new, he has a new book out, Doom Guy, and brother Ray, you got to read his story. You got to read his story. This is the most outside the box story of success that you ever hear read in your life. I mean. Yeah. He ain't I, I will totally read that. Additional roots, you know. He, you know, the, my man, like, can't really, yo. He came up, and uh, God bless. Yeah, I love, I, I love, I love Jen Romero. I want to listen to that, bro, bro. It, it's John is the man. Yo, shout out to John. You know, a great Latino rep out there. That again, I was so proud. Of, I may be Puerto Rican, but I support all my Latinos worldwide. And you know, to see him. Yeah, he, he he's uh Mexican and Yorkie, so he's Mexican and Native American, bro. Oh, okay. So so he but he was raised up 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 here in the states, and in in an era where unfortunately, like I understand, a lot of Mexicans, you know, young Mexicans, where their family was like, no, 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 don't speak Spanish. You gotta learn English and shit, you know, like mm -hmm. embarrassed the culture because you used to fit in, which I think that's so that's so bad. 
How are you, how are you? I'm interested in asking now that I mentioned that. How how are you? Because you know, I, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. They encourage me to always talk Spanish. Is that I mean, you being where you're from, they encourage you to to like learn Spanish and, and speak in the culture or not? Well, I, I I grew up in Mexico for the first 18 years of my life. Uh, oh, I, you had no choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had no choice. I studied in the U.S. though, so I would cross the border yeah. like every day. So it oh, was right. like at home. Yeah, at home, speak Spanish. You know, when I go to school, speak English. It's back and forth. It's oh, like harder nowadays. He didn't experience that 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 he experienced then because he was more up north, if you will, middle. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He goes, it was very you know Chicano food and all, but it was yeah. American. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I knew, man, I knew like not to talk to like my dad in Spanish in English. You know, like I'm oh, right. talking Spanish, <laughs> talking Spanish. You know, because. I knew you would upset him. You know That's crazy. <laughs> my mom encouraged me in my Spanish. My dad was like, talk to me in English. Like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, I, good to both. I know. Yeah, I learned both, you know, one force, one not so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, that's Latino culture, man. It's a little weird. So, oh, what? Wait a minute, bro. What are we talking about here? I ain't seen a shitload of comics for $70. What are we talking about here, bro? Yeah, man. For, for those who don't know, uh, Tank McGregor is published under LKC. That's uh, Lesser Known Comics. And uh, oh, whoop, whoop. Shout out. That's right. Shout out <laughs> to Lesser Known Comics. And uh, digital packs, You for that price, you can not only the Tank McGregor books, but a whole bunch of other comics in the LKC catalog. You can see there you get like tights, Narita, Yuriko, either them or us. Like any genre you might be into, we they have it, man. Like if you're into like you have you Bigfoot knows karate is in there. Oh, so you get like Kung Fu, Mad Max kind of stuff, horror, fantasy, superheroes. It's all there, man. You got some manga. I love it. I love it. Okay, see, baby, you get a digital starter pack for 70. I think that's an amazing deal. The Lone Star Gazer, the LKC Sci-Fi Action Pack for ninety-three, the whole LKC Starter Pack. I mean, add-ons, you know, twenty beans that volume one. You got cheese. nuke the space whales, bro. Why you want to nuke the space whales for? Aren't they endangered? No, no, you're thinking about Earth whales. Space whales are actually a nuisance and terrible. <laughs> you should you should support nuking them. Uh, anyway, you don't know what space whales do. There could be like the Nazis of outer space, man. <laughs> yeah, bro, I love this. This is so starship too. But I really, I, I get that sense. Like Tam McGregor lives in that world of starship troopers, and that yeah, man, like really he, ultra he, fascist. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, just bugging out. I'm bugging. Yeah, what, oh, what is this? Send books to children's hospitals. Are you doing yeah, some stuff with charity? Talk about that. So Super Wicked White Cell Squadron was made by uh, Doug Knight, and that's his comic book. And uh, Doug Knight was afflicted when he was a young kid. He They found a tumor in the back of his eyes, which made him legally blind for oh, the rest of his life. And he still draws comics, man. Like He makes full-on books. So he... What? Yeah, so he drew yeah. that, he colors it, he writes it. Stop fucking with me. So he, he can't see, he's legally blind, but he drew this book. Yeah, I believe he can like he's got to be like this close to the thing to draw. So he's legally blind, but I don't know what the extent of it. But uh, yeah, so he did it, man. And like he wanted to give back to children's hospitals, which is the more where he spent a lot of his youth at. So for five dollars, 
you will be able to send two super wicked Weissel Squadron books into the hands of children. There we go. See, folks, independent comics doing good as well. I got to keep stressing indie comics because from the big two, you don't see stuff like this. They'd rather take your money, give you inferior product, you know, make fun of you as fans, apparently. You know what I mean? Indie don't do that, yo. They support, they're real, it's, it's some good stuff. I mean, art prints, art prints. What? Where by? Where by? <laughs> What's going on there? You got some really luck. You get all those art prints of 15. Get some more info about the amazing press company that is Lesser Known Comics. And I, uh, so you using comics wallspring for printing? Yeah. So Lesser Known Comics has a, oh, I'm not about to deal with, uh, with comics wallspring, but we use comics wallspring for all our printing needs. Yeah. And They're a really cool company, man. Awesome. And folks, you see it on the side, yo, up to $139. You know, you can start as low as 10, but you're going to get value for your buck. That campaign is, in fact, live right now, folks, right there. You see it. I mean, they already surpassed the goal, but keep making more happen. Let's get to two racks. Let's get to three racks and four racks, baby. I mean, there you go, baby. That's it. So, so make it happen. The link is right there. It's also going to be in the notes. You know, make sure to click support. You know, it's pay week. It's tax week. Everybody's still getting checks. Don't be bullshitting me. So, you know, if you don't know what to spend on, I think getting over 170 pages of comic books, of comic book content. I mean, for, for the value. Again, let me show you how much right here again. You, you could get a print copy over 170 pages for $20. And if you really want more, you get 300 pages because you're going to get volume one and two. This is about 300 pages of content right here for $30. I don't think you could find a type of... Dude, that's omnibus size. And no, and you know it, folks. Omnibuses of 300 pages don't be costing no $38. Them since it's easy 75 and up. All right, yeah. so I think this is an amazing deal support indie because Ray wants to get his story out, delve into the world of the mighty, mighty tank McGregor, if you will. And you know, Ray, show, show off that book again. You know, show me that book again. I mean, folks, look at that gorgeous book. What? Show off that girl. Hey, my God, you see what I'm saying? Yo, what? That is some self porn, folks, right there. Look at that beautiful coloring. Look at those panels. Look at that. Look at that. What? Let me show that back cover. Show that back cover, too. And there we go, folks. This is it. That's the business, folks. Show the love. It's available now on our Kickstarter. And, again, the links are below. So what's up, homie? Any last words you want to leave us with, you know, from lessons learned to this new campaign and why we got to put our money back behind this one. Because I'm sure we, you got volume three already done, too. <laughs> Not yet. I was actually taking a little bit of a break from Tank McGregor, but I'm working on other stuff. I want to have a little bit of palate cleanser from sci-fi. But I'm sure I'm going to be getting back to Tank McGregor anytime soon now, man. I can't get away from this universe. I love the character. I love everything about the universe. So I'm going to be sure for sure writing it. And uh, yeah, you know, follow me on Instagram at uh, Tank McGregor Comic. You can see all the progress from the comic book there. You can see art. And on Facebook, Tank McGregor as well. If you go to the, the Kickstarter page, you'll be able to see all the cool rewards. And yeah, man, every little bit helps. You know, it helps to fulfill, to send those comics out to you guys as soon as possible. And it helps us, encourages us to 
keep making comics and keep putting them out there for our fans, you know? There you go. So any words of advice to, to, to the up-and-comers out there based on what you've learned thus far? Sit down and draw. You wouldn't be, you'd be surprised, man, how many people like come up to me like at a comic book convention and stuff and they, they just, they, they'll tell you like, oh, I have a really good idea, but, I'm not, but, I'm, but I haven't done it yet. Oh, I have a really good story. Oh, I have a really good character. It's like, yeah, well, go ahead and do it. Like nothing's stopping you. You know, like sit down and like everybody has an idea. Sure, man. Like it separates people with ideas from people who like actually sit down and draw. So just sit down and draw. Even if you think it's shit, you're actually doing it. You know, it'll get better. <laughs> just keep going. Just get it done. Just get it done. You heard it, folks. Get it done. Get it done. One last time. Check out the website, trackmcgregor.com. Follow on social Instagram at Tango McGregor Comic and on Facebook at Tango McGregor. And of course, the project, Tank. McGregor and the Cosmic Colossus live on Kickstarter right now, baby. Again, that book got girth, man. Let me tell you, and a dope deal at that. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Check out the rest of the family over at undercovercape.com. All the amazing shows there, No Price Podcast, outside the panels, the Film Crusade, K-Pop, Cosmos, and so much more. And please, if you like the content here, turn on those notifications, subscribe, yo, share this with your friends. Yo, we're celebrating indie. We know an independent creator that you think needs a spotlight. Yo, hit me up. Say, yo, Al, you got to talk to this homie or this whole man right here, and we will get it done. All right? Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Later. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 